Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by HelloFresh. I think HelloFresh is the same thing as Blue Apron. It might be just a little cheaper though. Blue Apron delivers you food like ramps and bok choy, so you can refine your palate and learn that you don't like ramps or bok choy because they taste like topsoil. Anecdotal experience is back. Y'all thought it was gone. You thought it left, but it's still here. Our guest today is Corinna Brockman. This was fun. Goes all, all over the place. Good times. You're going to love it. Corinna's great. Uh, she works at Listerman Brewing Company. If you live in Cincinnati, most people don't. But most people in the world don't live in Cincinnati. But most people who listen to this podcast don't live in Cincinnati either. But Listerman's is a brewery. That's where she works. I was playing this back and I thought about it. And I was like, people, that's important for them to know. We had fun. Talk about everything, man. This was tight. We need more girls on the podcast. Because girls are better than boys. All right. Man, I need more stuff to say during these intros. Um, Let's have fun. Let's do this with Corinna Brock. Yeah. Okay. Like, you're not... You don't do a podcast uh-uh. about the things you're into, you know? And you could... I don't do podcasts at all. Yeah, but you... What I'm saying is, so you're... Let's say fighting. Okay. You could do a fighting podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. But you don't. No. Are there any fighters that do a fighting podcast in Cincinnati? In Cincy? Probably not. Yeah. In general, I'm sure of it. Right. But I think percentage-wise, people that do comedy start podcasts. Versus, I think there's a lot of room for someone to do a fighting podcast. Yeah. There's some beer podcasts. Plenty. Yeah. And I think about doing that, but uh, I kind of like it better that it's like hobbyists that do it. Yeah. Because they aren't like super intertwined. If they hurt someone's feelings, it's like, uh, who is that person? Like he's just sitting on the other side of the bar. What do you mean? And not like, um, he isn't representing. Oh, a brewery. A brewery. Yeah. Specifically. That's a good point. Yeah. Because you get. So that's why I feel really weird. So I'm thinking about starting writing and doing like some form of blog, but I'm really bad at compartmentalizing my life. Yeah. Like I do so much, Mm -hmm. I would want it to touch on everything. Yeah. What, you want to do a blog just about Corinna? Pretty much. Okay. You know? Yeah, you'd have to compartmentalize. It'd be cool. It'd be, you know what I mean? Like hanging out with comics and like uh, talking a lot about art and culture. Yeah. You like, can do that. Yeah. I mean, you can't get very life-specific. What do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? What would be an example title of an article that you would do on a blog? What do you find interesting so, that you want to write about? I know one of the first ones I want to do is on tattoos, because people are always asking me about tattoos. Okay. Because I have a lot. Do you know I have a lot? What? What are they asking you? Um, references... Uh, where they should go, good places to hit up, I guess. Well, oh, like where'd you get that done? Yeah, or like, what? In, where's the inspiration? Yeah. Who? Um, 
I saw this one on Pinterest, who's, who's, just like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who specializes in that kind of style? Yeah. A lot of the, that's the biggest one. Who specializes in that kind of style? And I know. I okay. know where to go if you want to get like pointillism done or traditional or neo-traditional. Right. My face is actually on someone's, uh, we should talk about this on the podcast. We're going. Oh, really? It's on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my face is actually on someone's arm in Orange County. Really? Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so, obviously, you follow on Instagram things that you're into. Yeah. So, I post a lot of beer pictures. So, naturally, I follow a lot of other breweries. Or I post a lot of food pictures. So, different food Instagrams will follow me. Okay. Same with tattoos. So I follow a lot of tattoo artists. A lot of tattoo artists will then follow me. Right. So I guess I posted like a modeling picture that I didn't even like. Uh Uh-huh. And this one super well-known artist in Orange County ended up using that picture for a reference for a tattoo that he was doing in Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. He put it on a... Person. person. Your face is on a person. My pers- face is on a person in Orange County. Does it look like you? Um, the drawing that he did definitely did. Okay. Um, when I saw the finished product, I didn't think so as much. Okay. You wouldn't recognize your own face no. on a dude's arm? No. Okay. I mean, now that I know what the tattoo looks like, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so I get what you're, like, people coming up to you... I don't know stuff about tattoos. Okay. But I think what people are doing when they come up to you to talk to you about tattoos is I have a way, I have an intro to talk to a person. Yeah. That's and a they good, don't know yeah. anything. I mean, they may, th- may they may say, oh, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo or I have tattoos myself. It doesn't, it's just their way. It's like wearing a band t-shirt because yeah. they can look at you and be like, oh, I know that band. It's you saying, talk to me about my tattoos, because they think you want to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want to connect with you. Um, yes, but like, um, I'll get hit up on social media about it a lot. Oh, maybe you just got really dope tattoos then. Yeah. Well, I was also on a tattoo reality TV show. Oh, were you really? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Brand new. I'm the first episode. Oh, what is it? It's called Blind Ink. What? Okay, what's the premise? So, um... Kind of funny backstory. What is this, VH1? Uh, he's bidding it up. He's okay. bidding it out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So Hulu and Netflix, sorry about it. Okay. From what I hear, the mm-hmm. word is on the street. Yeah. So um, I know the artist. Uh, he owns a tattoo studio in um, Tri-County area, I guess. Okay. Right by the Tri-County Mall. Is that Tri-County? Sure. I don't know shit. Okay. Yeah. So, Doesn't um, matter. <laughs> so he owns this tattoo, follow his work. Yeah the best realism artist in the city. Okay. If you like that style, like if you're getting portrait done, like he's the best. What's his name? TC Perkins. Okay. He's, yeah, definitely very well known in the city. Um, Basically wanted to create a TV show showcasing cool people, just the cool things that happen in Cincinnati. Kind of what our city's about. Yeah. And so he shadowed my life. And kind of got a lot of my passions, like being from Cincinnati, uh, the brewing heritage in the city, 
Um, oh, so it's not tattoo specific. Mm-mm, it's no. because you have tattoos. Well, basically, he asked me if I wanted to do this, and I, you know, totally said I was all in. I know his work. It's a profile on you. Yes. What? Okay. Is it good? Oh yeah. Are you interesting? Am I interesting? Are you like? Is it? I guess what I'm getting into is what was on the show. Okay. Because if someone profiled me, you know what? No. F- that. <laughs> it'd be good. That'd be good TV. It would. Yes. If you could take my week and put it in a half hour, it'd be good TV. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, you're passionate about Cincinnati. So, yes. Passionate about Cincinnati. Uh, the history in the you city. Yeah. Okay. Um, second generation. Mom's side. Yeah. My mom is very, very German. Uh-huh. Um, my grandfather basically was orphaned in uh, World War II. He's from Hamburg. Yeah. And uh, due to the bombings... Um, wound up on a train um, when they were evacuating just children, not even like women and children, just children. And they're evacuating them out of Hamburg. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, we know he lost his parents and then uh, him and his older sister, I think he was three or four at the time. Um, they got off the train, wrong stop, wound up homeless for seven years. Okay. Um, like trading buttons off dead soldiers for bread who told you this story uh my mom okay yeah go on in our family like the german family so it's lore it's what it's lore what's lore it's uh go on okay yeah and so um they wait they get off the train in cincinnati ohio no oh still in germany okay oh this is in the middle of of world war ii okay and so um he winds up homeless and then um, basically he was found him and his sister were separated Um, he ends up staying with like his distant very distant relative uh, becomes a carpenter around the age of 11 okay um, and then worked his way up to save up enough money to spend the rest of his life here in Cincinnati with his uncle so when he was 16 he moved over here, um, lost his wallet on the boat and everything. And so he like sees a, I guess a police officer. I wanted to say constable, but that's, I mean, it's here in America. These, okay. All right. Yeah. These are insane details. I find these crazy, like these stories that people have that are like, he lost his wallet? Yeah. Who wrote that down? <laughs> so he lost his wallet, but because of his name... His name's uh, Jurgen Beatenduvel. Somebody, the cop was made, like, oh. I've got, "I think, all right, I think somebody made the story up." No, what? What uh, do you mean? Uh, the what? I hate to burst your bubble. Go on, but okay. it seems like the Bible. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, I'm like, "Ah, man, somebody made this up." Uh, anyway, yeah. go on. What's your okay? Why so, do you like Cincinnati? To get to the where your um your grandfather. So like the the German heritage, you know the fact that we have like the largest um, Oktoberfest in the world right, right behind Munich. Um, when I transitioned into craft beer at the age of twenty one, I just like fell in love with the community, 
the craft beer community. Okay. It was awesome. So you connect with the German heritage. heritage, Yes, of the city, the architecture and everything. I mean, have you ever done a... um, a tour of the city, like a walking tour. Yeah. Um, and then like through the tunnels of like uh, the Moorline tap room, the actual tap room in OTR. No, I haven't been there. Oh man, you gotta go. I know, I'm supposed to go. It's really I'll cool. probably never go. Okay. I'll take you. All right, I'll go. Yeah. I mean, you can. All right, I'm in. Yeah. I'll do it. Bockfest, have a few drinks. Okay. Go behind the scenes, play in the tunnels. All it's right, a make lot it interesting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, duh. Sell me on Cincinnati. I haven't already. <laughs> no, you're, you are now. You know what I mean? You are now. Yeah. So the the heritage and not that, I mean, hundreds of people obviously have been down those tunnels, but I mean, uh, not thousands. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's cool to say, you know, this it's something that not everyone does. Probably because not everyone finds it interesting, but I find it fascinating. Okay. Uh, I know that they are in like an article of uh, National Geographic's World Traveler for okay. like the history of the city. And back in the 1800s, we were the brewing capital of the whole world. Okay. So you're super into Just the heritage. Okay. Well, yeah, and beer, obviously, yes. Well, I've always, I've taken culture classes, like world culture classes since I was like sixth grade. Okay. And I've always been obsessed with just culture and like different cultures, uh, pop culture, you name it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, podcasts like this is this is altering our culture right now. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah. Just like something so small, like affects a whole generation. Right. And how we we do things. It's just really fascinating to me. Yeah, like historical, watching things grow and progress yeah. and turn into new evolved things. Yeah. I get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, how do you experience a new culture? How would you say we experience a new culture? Uh, like if I were to go to a different place? Yeah, what do you do? Um, I think if, I mean, it depends what would I do and what do I do is I try to as much as possible mind my own business and not be let's say china i went to china okay uh i try to mind my own business not stick out and i try to yeah uh adapt as much as possible and embrace the culture that i'm in to hopefully better how do you embrace the culture though like how did you yes um just do as the natives do don't observe actually try to partake and try to better understand it Rather than look at people and say, this is different and weird, and move on. Even, like, historically, you hear about things and I think, well, that's dumb. I would never do that. And then you weren't there. You weren't there. You don't yeah. You don't have those experiences. You were never put in that situation. How could you ever? Right. I think that's just such a, I don't know. It's, it's a, ignorant. Ignorant. Yeah. yeah. That's the exact word. It's that's what so I, yeah. ignorant. Because how would you know? It's so dumb. I okay. try to weed that out of my vocabulary. Right. Like, I would never do that. Yeah, because you would do anything. Who knows? If I you were know. in the right. You know what? Hear me out. All right? Mm-hmm. Don't bail on me on this. Mm-mm. I had this argument with a person. I hate it when people f- talk about, like, World War II Germany. Yeah. And Germans saying, how could they follow Hitler? How could they Well, it's being taught in schools. When yeah. that's being, like, 
forced down your throat. You weren't there. You weren't there. This man was your savior. Yeah. And you blindly followed him. And people say, well, I would never do that. These are evil through people. through depression. Yeah. Uh, these people are hopeless. I you, mean, that's yeah. how anyone gets into power. It's just such an ignorant statement to, I don't to, know, say, to say that you wouldn't have been duped. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fool. You are a fool. You would have been duped like the rest of us. You need to be open to the fact that. Well, also because you don't know what is actually going on. You know what I mean? Like true. You're very, yeah, you're, you don't know. You yeah, are. You don't, know. You, don't you know. know. Yeah. You don't know that people are being burned in kilns. You're just told to fight this war mm-hmm. and they're, they're trying to save you. You don't, yeah. they, it's not like the regular foot soldier knew exactly what was going on no. in every, uh, department. I a, yeah. I have a feeling he knew very little as to what was going on. Yeah. And he was doing as he was told. Exactly. And that's the only way a dictator can make sure things are being done. You don't tell you don't tell ever, everyone on the food chain exactly what's going on. Oh, you tell barely anyone. Yeah, you just you tell minimum. them what they need to hear exactly. to kill other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's but it's uh I think that's you're one of the few people that shares that at least being really? open. Yeah. Or people are just like, no way. Couldn't have been a Nazi. Absolutely not. That ain't me. In in my head, I'm like, yeah, definitely could have been a Nazi soldier. You know, I could have been ignorant to the fact. I could have been blinded by, um, you know, Daddy Hitler, who's going to make Germany a world power again. For yeah. sure. I'm a human being. Well, I mean, all we know is what we're being taught. And yeah. that's all we ever know. It's true. Uh, it's true. I mean, you can't say you... How would we know about climate control or like climate change or anything like that? It's not like the average person goes outside and like, oh, yeah, I totally experience this. No, it's because you were taught. Thank you. Yeah. It's just, it's not. (laughs) No, keep going. Yeah. Uh, Most of what I would say, shit, 90% of what we know is taught to us. Oh, yeah. It's not through experience. No. I mean, yeah, we know fire is hot because, you know, you touch the stove. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. But. Uh, okay, the Earth is flat. Are we going to bring that up in this podcast? Like the flat Earth theory I know where you're and going how that's going. Yeah, keep going. I know where you're going. With and this. you know, people are like, "Wait, what if the Earth isn't flat?" What yeah. you know, you want to obviously you want to question everything. Yeah, but ninety percent of what we know is just because that's what we've been told, dude. The Earth could be flat. It could be. You don't know. I don't know. You've I mean, seen I pictures know. of a rounder. You don't know. Though. <laughs> I do know. I don't think. You don't. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know too. The Earth is round, and we, you know, go around the sun. But like in 1984, two plus two equals five. Sure. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And like they if you're just being taught that over and over and over. Yeah. But the flat earth thing is the same thing. You're yeah. told the earth is round and if you believe it's flat, you're a dummy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And cuz you believe when you get off a plane in China that you're on the other side of a round earth. You don't know that. They could have just <laughs> driven you. They could have gone in a like circle over a couple bodies of water. And dropped you in a place that was 50 miles away from where you started and made it look like your idea of China. Yeah. You don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Reality is perception. Reality is perception. perception. It's like, welcome to China. 
Like, oh, well, this meets it my expectations. Disneyland. That's right. <laughs> you could be an Epcot. If you're a real dumbass, you could be like, wow, it's smaller and very close to Finland. This Everyone's is weird. a lot fatter than I thought. Right. And speaks English. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's funny that you believe that. I think it's, I don't think people are as open-minded as us. Do you? Oh, I get that one a lot. I, I feel... I really like to think that people are. I do. I yeah. really... Maybe it's because I, I no longer have to argue with people. I feel like I uh, I argued a lot in high school. Yeah, okay. The only bad grade I ever got. So, like, I've always just naturally got good grades. Like, I, I was just one of those assholes. Okay, I yeah, never had a study. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it just put me in that environment. All right. Don't, you know... Just put me in that environment and I'll soak it up. You know, like, um... Oh, you're just, you're bragging about how smart you are right now. No, it's just, uh, if it's interesting to me, uh, I just pay attention. I think it's because I, I stay engaged where the normal human has like a cutoff, like a a shorter attention span. You're generally curious. I'm very, I'm a curious person. While some people are like, I'm bored. I don't want to listen to math anymore. Yeah. You find it well, fascinating. Well, no, let's, can we not talk math? History. Yeah, okay, yes. Bad History. example, yeah. History, yeah. for sure, or English, or, you know, whatnot. Okay. So, um... You're, arguer. you're an arguer. I was. Or you were. I was. I was, too, so I want to know where you're going with this. Um, like, in sociology class, I would, I, uh, I was actually docked mm-hmm. because I, I spoke up too much, I guess. Okay. And I, I would get into arguments with the uh, teacher. All right. Just because I didn't agree with his point of view. Yeah. And What sort of things? Um, he basically said, uh, this is a quote, yeah. if you're born into filth, you will remain filth. He like verbally said that. What's your counter argument? Oh, no, absolutely not. I believe in the power of the individual. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, to overcome the to filth over- he was born yeah. in? Yeah. And then were you just expressing the idea that you're wrong? Or were you expressing the idea that you could be wrong? You could be wrong. Right. Well, you are wrong. Because yeah. I understand maybe if you are, um, you're not getting a certain amount of opportunities or exposed. Maybe you aren't exposed to as much... Um, because what he was getting at is, is lower classes uh, can never overcome their yeah their the, socioeconomic status. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I agree to this day. I still like I agree, but I disagree. Uh, I believe in the power of the individual. If someone really wants, okay, yeah. If someone really wants, and almost, um, honestly, I think that if you're born in a lower class, you're used to fighting for something more so these are generalizations though. they are generalizations so i think what you're both kind of arguing is a macro level yeah so you're kind of speaking in generality so i would i would agree with you on a micro level an individual is capable of overcoming his circumstances which are you know if you're born into poverty it's very hard to escape it is hard i mean it's i'm not saying it's easy but i'm just saying it's not impossible yeah and i think what he's saying is the general trend is that you will remain in your socioeconomic class when you die from the moment you're born yes 
Yeah, but to, I, I get what you're saying because he sounds teach, like an asshole. Though. He, yeah, because he's saying you can preach that to thousands of kids. I mean, that's just who could potentially be in that socioeconomic yeah. class is very discouraging. It is discouraging. Yeah, and and yeah, I just don't agree with that. And you got docked. Yeah, that's wait. What was this? College or high school? High school. That's an interesting point because I do think in high school, high school is the time where you will run into that, where it's like, hey, 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 now's not the time for free thought. Mm -hmm. We're teaching you the basics. These are, I mean, even having a sociology class in a high school is kind of weird because it's more. I hear that a lot. I think so. Um, so it's more I, theory than, I mean, a math's objective. Let's just say math objective. I, for I took a lot of really cool classes in high school, I guess. Because yeah. I tell people about my, like, high school experience, you know, and, and everyone I, um, thinks I'm very small-minded because I'm from the west side of Cincinnati. And, like, when they hear you're from there, yeah, they the, think you're small-minded. Yeah. Okay. Was well, obviously uh, just off the bat or make jokes about it. Or something like that. Gotcha. You know, yeah. but then I talk about like what I did, you know, the fact that I went to Oak Hills and they're like, oh shit, Oak Hills. And it's like, well, I, I took Mandarin. In Wait, Oak you went Hills. to where? I took Mandarin in Oak Hills. What's Oak? Oh, what's Oak Hills? Is that a high school? High school. Are you not from here? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I went, it was like the largest high school in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. It's a, what kind of school is it? Uh, it's a public school. I went to private up until fifth grade, and then I went to public. So you tell people you're from Oak Hills, and what do they think? Um, What's the connotation? Well, what was your perception of Cincinnati? Where are you? Oh, you're from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cincinnati's still, like, where are you from in Indiana? Like, northern Indiana. I'm okay. not, like, I basically I was not familiar with anything here when I moved here. Okay. So you didn't have, um, like, my friends from L.A. Okay. already have a predetermined... Um, view on what the midwest is going to be like and especially cincinnati like it's just so small right for example um i have a lot of a lot of gay friends Mm -hmm. and my friend from la who's a little bit older was like oh god what was it like growing up as you know a gay kid in you know the west side of cincinnati midwest ohio my friend's like what are you what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Because they're expecting all these people calling them and stuff. Yeah. And it's just. Or, like, I guess hate crimes? I don't know. Right. I don't know what he was necessarily looking for. Yeah. But, you know, coming from LA, Cincinnati's just this podunk just Midwest full of, town. like, hate and ignorance. And it's not right. at all. So, like, my dad, my dad's a conservative. Okay. It's everyone is. My, my dad's pretty hardcore. Right. Your dad and my dad should chill. Really? Yeah. But um, besides when I was born, his proudest moment in life was being best man in his gay twin brother's wedding. Yeah. Hands down, that was his like proudest moment. So like. Uh, Why was he proud? He was proud that his brother was getting married. Okay. You know, he's proud that he was asked to be best man. He was just. He was proud of he his was proud tolerance. to be a part of it. He was proud to be a part of the whole experience. Gotcha. Um, and I just feel like everyone has this uh, narrow-minded view on on the Midwest is like, being, oh, they, you know, uh, I don't know, hick, yeah. conservative. Oh, yeah, conservative. just like Trumpy. But here's the thing, though. 
I think what it is, because people do think that, they'll hear Cincinnati and they think, oh, farms. Like, dude, it's no. a city. It's a city. Yeah. And, but sure enough, though, I think even like California, like West Coast, if you go to, if you go to like the town I grew up in, a size, a town that size in California, they're going to be just as like ignorant and Bible belty. They still could be good people, but they're going to be just like that. Yeah. So, yeah, but it is this understanding like, oh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Ohio, Bibles. Mm hmm. I actually went to a Catholic. So like, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up Catholic and I went to a Catholic middle school. Okay. It wasn't till like I was a teenager that I found out that Catholics were supposed to, I don't know, their belief system was against uh, gay marriage or 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 any of that. I never even knew that. Really? I just did not know that. It I didn't, didn't come up? No. I just, I guess, it, and my my mother, obviously being, you know, very German, and, and a lot of them are, are all Catholic. Yeah. Um, And went to church all the time. We just, my mother's brother's gay. Yeah. And that was never, we never grew up that that was even something that was different. You know what? I didn't even know that was like a, a different. I think your experience is unique. Really? I don't know, but I'm basing this off my own. Okay. And it was very much more like your friends in LA would have probably imagined. Okay. Maybe it's the difference between Indiana and Ohio, but it was because I went to church. I went to like evangelical Christian church though. Okay. And it was very much gay is a problem and gay marriage is um, not good. And it is the sanctity of marriage, all that bullshit, yeah. whatever. But it was, uh, this is the enemy. Not necessarily this is the enemy, but gay marriage is the enemy, not okay. gay people. But it it was the... Maybe it, marriage is just the enemy. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> it definitely needs to be reexamined what mm-hmm. it is by a lot of people that do it. Yeah. And understand that it might not be necessary for everyone mm-hmm. or that cool yeah what do you think of that well i don't know i think that's good coming from like a i think i'm biased i'm 26 okay uh i'm a millennial like i and what i hate most about millennials is that i am a classic millennial i've i've did i've like abandoned my generation really i have i don't accept the title why it's not me yeah it's not me I'm me. I'm not straight. I'm not a man. I'm not white. I'm me. Yes. Um, I don't like, I don't like compartment. I don't, I don't like titles either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want this expectation of me. If you hear a certain title, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like, and how if I started writing, it would just be over different things that I find interesting. It wouldn't be like, oh, you work in beer, it's going to be just about beer. Or right. you do this as a hobby, it's got to be just about this. Yeah. Um, You're a my multifaceted yeah, person. I'm yeah, way yeah. too multifaceted. And my interests and my friends range is way too broad. Yeah. Like, I could never just be one thing. So I understand not wanting a label. That's what I'm, yeah, that's but, mainly what I'm referring to. Also, yeah. I'm a little ashamed of... Because I think... There are parts that, yes. Yeah. Go on. I, I derailed you. What were you saying? It's like... Um, you were the, saying you are a millennial. Yeah. Okay. The fact that I feel like most of us do kind of... Re- 
I don't want to say like reject the idea of marriage. Okay. Uh, and children and all that. I mean, when I took cultural anthropology, they did project our generation to kind of this is where the population decline finally stops rapidly increasing. Okay. So, and I, th- I th- wait the population decline. Mm, ex- it wait. just doesn't keep rapidly increasing the way it has been. Gotcha. They okay. projected 2016-17 to, to for it to slow down. Okay. At least. And I think it's because uh, maybe a lot more people in my generation aren't that keen on on living to just have that white picket fence and babies, sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Uh, and yeah, and marriage of, has a lot to do with that. Yes. That white picket fence, the first step. Do you feel like a lot of your your friends have... Um, like you, I have a pretty eclectic group of friends. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys that I, that are probably, you know, my day ones that I've been with forever are very much, they're picket fencers. I mean, to be honest, like they're really great guys, but they're picket fencers. Okay. And that's cool. I mean, I think also they're very professionally driven, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're picket fencers, but they want big ass fences. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. So I think that's admirable. I'm not saying they're just kind of like wrap it up, just like I've found my life and I'm just going to do this until I die. So they do, they're very aspirational. I don't Mm want to like disparage them in that way. But then I do have friends that are more, um, I don't know, on the other end. Like I'll never get married. I just want to have sex and do comedy, you know? I never want to say never. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. This is not where I thought my life would be. I you know, five years ago. Where did you think it would be? I don't know. And I think maybe that's the glory of it. You, it's not like I'm living on some five-year plan. Yeah. And this is what exactly what I'm just kind of, I'm going with the flow. I take opportunities as they come. Yeah. And I feel like being open-minded to the possibility, like maybe one, one day I'll want to adopt, you know, yeah. 10 years from now. I never want to say never. Yeah, I kind think... Kind of how we were talking about earlier. You don't know until you're in that position. Yeah. Till th- that circumstance arises. Yeah, it's the... Because I'm, I'm the same way. I don't want to say I'm never going to get married. No, that's dumb. Because then 10 years, ago, 10 years from now, like, I might be married. Yeah, I could... I will... I could be... I don't want to go back to this example. <laughs> uh, whatever. I could be a missionary in uh, Africa yeah. for... Uh, for Islam yeah. in two years. I have no idea. I have no idea. How would I know? But being open to that is, I think that's a great step. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to take any steps toward it. I have no inclination to, but I'm not going to say. Unless something really speaks to you. Yeah, who knows? Even if you say never, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Because you still might. Because you, yeah. But you're not. No, I'm the same way. I think it's good to have very. Um, Loose goals. Short term goals. Or Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. loose goals too. Maybe a long-term goal that's loose. You could say maybe you want to open your own brewery in five years. Okay, mm-hmm. so you take steps toward that. But at any point in time, you know, you know what? Maybe that's not the route I want to go down. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like, well, I made this plan five years, so I got to finish it out. Yeah. Where did you? So you're no marriage currently. Mm-hmm. you don't feel like that's the route. 
I'm very uh, terrified of the idea of like forever commitment. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just that thought kind of just like scares me. Forever, I don't. The idea of doing any thing forever, right, till death, right. That's kind of that's more terrifying than the thought of death itself to me. Really. Interesting. Yeah. There's the, uh, it's that certainty. Because mm-hmm. like, it's the same way. That certainty, which some people find comforting to know, oh, this person's going to be with me every day till I die. I have that. So there's a control thing where you can think at least that's under control. Mm-hmm. My man ain't going nowhere. He'll be here. I may lose my job. It's like, shit may happen. But my man... He said he'd be here forever. Yeah. So I think that's that the idea. Point. I guess I it, it it can be comforting, you know. Yeah. Like um, I talk to some people that don't have a good relationship with their parents. I'm yeah. Just like oh man, that that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like I could do whatever. Yeah. I wanted in life, and my parents will be right there. Yeah, I ran into that one time. I remember it was when I was in Los Angeles. I met a dude on. Uh, set I was doing like extra work but on set and you know you meet you have a lot of downtime I was talking to this dude and I was like 23 okay and I did know I always have home I always have my parents support in terms of feeding me and giving me shelter and probably money if I needed it Mm -hmm. and I talked to this dude and his story was there's no one waiting for me back in Mississippi that's really god that that is that's terrifying to me yeah, he was on his own. He had no home to go to. Yeah. Spooky. Maybe maybe that might be freeing in a sense. Yeah. Because I see that. um right now uh I'm I I don't know if I could leave the city just because I have such a rooted yeah. rooted uh family, uh, just home life, family and friends, such a wide group of friends like I that's hard to leave. You know what I mean? I do. So maybe if I didn't have that, like, I would take you up on going down to, yeah. you know, some missionary and doing all these crazy things. Right. You know, I think I'll end up doing that eventually. I'll, you know. What, be a missionary? Not me, not be a missionary, <laughs> per Islam? se. But. With me? But yeah. But do, like, um, crazy adventurous things. That's definitely in the plan. Like, that's in. Yeah. That's in my future for sure. But to just move somewhere just go like oh uh why don't i yeah Yeah. why don't i move to la for a little bit yeah i'll just do it you're right though you're because i know people like that it's the it is a freeing sense where you can almost just do whatever you want right because you don't have to no one will care yeah no one will care no one will give a shit no one will know you're gone but for you if you leave people will be like where's corinna all the time Yeah. yeah and then yeah, people are going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then you're also, you go to L.A., you're not going to be the celebrity bartender you were in Cincinnati, yeah. which will take some getting used to. Mm-hmm. And you don't. Yeah, no, I actually, um, so my boyfriend of six years just moved to Nashville two months ago. Right. Yeah. And um, that's been a big one. So I've been like going down to Nashville a lot lately, and it's kind of like I'm at this crossroads and whenever you're in a crossroads, you go through a little bit more of an identity crisis. Yeah. And you're you're put in a situation that 
you know, like I never thought I'd have to make this decision. Yeah. And um, who am I comes up and mm-hmm. it's just like you're, you know, really doing a lot of soul searching. Yeah, because it's, uh, well, I'll say this. Let's say you move to Nashville. This That will give you an opportunity to rebuild and really find out who you are without all these people that know you, all your roots here, all of their perception of you. Because when you're in Nashville, you're just Corinna. Yeah. No one knows you. No one, you know, so it's, you're kind of forced to come to terms with, wait, who am I? Yeah. Because you're not, your self-perception isn't being reflected back in everyone you know. That's a good point. But it's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, I don't feel alone in Cincinnati. I yeah. don't. That's There is no sense of loneliness here. Um, yep. I, I If I want to go to an event, I no longer really tell anyone I'm going. I just go and I know there's going to be people there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I I'm know. going to have friends there. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, and that's a, that's a good feeling to have. Like, yeah. this sounds cool. I'm going to go there and I'm going to go out. in. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to see a bunch of friends and I'm going to have a great time. And if I, you know, I don't know. I know it's, what it's you're talking about. It's hard to leave that, you know? It is, but it's the same. You got to understand what you're comparing, what you're saying sounds really great and that you love about being in Cincinnati, that is family. And that's what people get out of marriage. Yes. Because you're sacrificing the ability, you're sacrificing freedom for familiarity. You're right. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's th- good and bad. There is good and bad. Yeah. What do you that's, think you're going to do? That stableness, yeah. I hate that question. Yeah. Um. You know, because every you know, I went down there once, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, so you moving down there?" Yeah, I'm like, "Would you propose after the first date?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was down there, like, I can't, I can't say for certainty. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this city, hardcore. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I don't like to give advice because I don't like to be responsible for other people's choices yeah um but i think if you did move it would suck but i think you really might learn i have no idea what i'm talking about but i think you really might learn well, you some moved. things you did it yourself you know you learned a lot right i sure did yeah moved a couple times yeah We're um too. i've moved well i've like relocated different places but i've lived in la i've lived in chicago for a bit and moving here you know i've like gone to school in germany but every single place and then it's it's interesting because when i went to germany i was there for like six months or so i moved with a friend and with the school we went to i was i didn't need to reestablish my identity because i was with my friend he could like kind of reinforce like, oh, this is who Joey Burtoft is to the people. Mm-hmm. This is the context. You don't have to prove yourself. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. But when you move to a place all by yourself, you start from scratch. People look at you and they're like, who's this motherfucker? Yep. I don't know him. You're a blank slate. You have to be, you're just going to be someone and you're going to be an entirely new person to a bunch of people. Everyone in LA will have a different perspective of you than everyone in Cincinnati. You know? Yep. And you learn about yourself. I think what I'm saying is if you moved to Nashville. It would be good for me. 
Yeah. Or just move somewhere for a little bit in general. Because right now, mm-hmm. I, I you know, I've been thinking about it. My parents are, well, my dad's in good health. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm if I'm to do this, now's probably the time. Yeah. I think, you know what, though? It's going to suck. It's going to suck. It's like, you're going to be lonely. Even with your boyfriend there, you're going to be lonely. Yeah. Even and if I move to like a, a different city. Because right now... I've never been more open to the idea than right now because I've had to, I've been faced with this decision. Okay. Um, Like LA, Mm -hmm. before LA was just out of the question. Yeah. My best friend wants to move there and we talked about doing that together and it was just, there's too many people. Yeah. And it's dirty. Very dirty. Yeah. Very dirty. Mm -hmm. Traffic, huh? Traffic. Holy smokes. Yeah. So. There's downsides. Yeah. You don't have to go to LA. No. I thought about it though. Go to Nashville. You're nice. Yeah. Your boyfriend's there. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you did, I, I understand what you're saying because your boyfriend is there. Mm-hmm. It is you kind of have that. This is Corinna. This is my relationship with her, and people can kind of follow suit mm-hmm. with how he. Well, I already him. I do have some contacts and stuff down there already, mm-hmm. so that I mean that would help. Yeah. But you know, finding your own way, starting over. Starting over from scratch. You're nobody. No friends. <sighs> it, sounds, it sounds exhausting. Yeah, you might. You know what, though? You know, that's what everyone keeps saying. Oh, yeah, starting over, starting a new life. And it's like, I'm not walking out of jail. Like, I'm not, <laughs> right. you know, I'm not trying to escape some horrible, gross, disgusting, decaying past. Right. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Because what, you, <laughs> what you're leaving behind is something you particularly enjoy yeah. being with. It's your mm-hmm. family that you love yeah and yeah. I, I include all of my friends is like in that family group the that's comedy what it scene, is the yeah. comedy scene like that i that's a big one i don't want to leave yeah that's a a group that has been really accepting towards me mm-hmm. and that i've i've fallen in love with entirely yeah yeah but those what i'm telling you though uh that group is in nashville as well yeah, on a smaller scale. There's, there's, um, it's harder for comics down there because they're all fighting for stage time because there's so many musicians. And yeah. people, people really like musicians down there because that's, that's what that city's known for. I would hate that city. I, I know. Really hate live music so much. <laughs> but yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, like, you would, you would, let's say you work at a brewery there. Mm-hmm. You got, you, you probably, that's probably what you would do. You mm-hmm. got connections. Mm hmm. So there's a comedy night at the brewery. Those guys are going to show up. You're going to be you, the same person that connected with all these comics in the first place at Listerman's, you know? Yeah. You're going to be you. They're going to be the same as us. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like you, you know? Yeah. That's going to happen, but it's going to be work. It's going to be work, yeah. And you might actually like being alone and being a little lonely. Do you ever feel like, you feel like you have too many obligations, too many people counting on yes. on you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about that? Every day. I mean, like, I have, like, uh, six different texts I have to respond to at some point. Like, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's a bitch. That, yes, it can be stressful, for sure. I'm also involved in a lot. I'm involved in a lot. You know what I mean? That's and my that, point. That can be. But then I feel like I would even double time it down there because I... Yeah. Would have to find scurry and find my 
my thing down there, I guess. Right. You'd, what you would be doing, because you're involved in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You'd be dropping responsibility, not like in a irresponsible way, but you'd just be saying, I'm done here. You'd be shed of the responsibilities, which might be a relief. Mm -hmm. I can can see that. Because sometimes I feel like I have too many responsibilities. And sometimes I feel like I've been, certain times in my life, I felt like too many friends. Yeah. I get invited to too much stuff and I can't do it all. And I feel like I'm letting people down. Yep. So I'll go to like something every night mm-hmm. and I didn't want to, but I didn't want to let anyone down. Yeah. So when I move to a new city, no one cares. No mm-hmm. one invites me. I have zero texts and it's nice. You know, mm-hmm. it's the opposite side. Of freeing. The coin. It's freeing. It's Back freedom. To, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it though. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's not, if you're not losing your hair, then <laughs> that's when you know. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you mm-hmm. about women's groups. Yeah. Because I have thoughts about women. Mm-hmm. Um, what's Most your, men do. Yeah. <laughs> I think about them <laughs> six times every second or whatever the stat is. Once every 10 seconds. I that's, think that's whatever what it, it is. is. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> what is your, okay, so you're, what are you involved with in terms of um, like female revolution, really, and female empowerment? What what are you involved with here in the city? Okay. Um, so like you were saying earlier, it is hard to pigeonhole yourself in one thing. You don't, And I don't like doing that. Yeah. I don't like saying I'm only part of this group or um, I'm going to make obligations within this group. Yeah. Um, I'm not a firm chapter in any women's group in okay. Cincy, but I am a, a loosely active in a lot. Yeah. So um, there's a few different women's groups within the craft beer community, mm-hmm. within the bar and beverage industry. Um, women helping women. There's a bunch of nonprofits and charities uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and then part of my job is to, um, it, well, as an event planner, okay. I prefer to work with charities. It's doing anything for a cause is just going to. It just works out better. It feeds mm-hmm. your soul. You know what I mean. It's like knowing you're doing something for a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm hosting this event and if I'm gaining all this attention and traction for this, it feels better if you know it's for a good cause as well. Right. So when are moments, I guess, what are moments where you became particularly passionate about this subject? And then also what are moments when you're doing these things? Where you see, where you feel real reward. Okay. Because it's in, you know, it's voluntary. Yes. Why are you passionate about women? Um, well, obviously, I am one. Yeah. And then, um, I think that um, I wasn't. I wasn't for a long time. Mainly because most of my friends were men. Um Growing up, I always, and I'm sure this won't surprise you, I always hung around people that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Those were m- mainly men. Okay. Um, 
funny guys. That's just who I grew up with. Yeah. And then, you know, once I started working in the craft beer industry, it's mostly men. Right. Um, so I've always hung, and now I, you know, I hang out with fighters, you know, and or, you know, or I hang out in gyms and it's mostly men. And I think I started to weed out a huge portion of my life. I started to unintentionally weed out a lot of women. And why is that? I, I just because you just weren't my naturally... every day, my every day maybe didn't include as many women. Okay. Um Did you ever feel so you're around dudes just by proximity mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Did you ever did you always feel accepted by men or did you ever feel condescended to oh well i used to be very overweight okay and um once i started becoming an adult and that uh changed Mm -hmm. then it's like oh you know then i became like pretty and then it was it added a different dynamic to it interesting Yes. What's that? Explain before and after. Okay. So at first being in um, a male dominated industry and, you know, professionally and, and, and uh, personally. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, like how is it started to, I guess, maybe change. And I didn't want people's perception of me to be like, oh, that's, that's just a pretty girl. You know, dumb, you know, all the, every, yeah. you have your own perception of like, oh, she's, She's pretty, so there must not be much behind that. Yeah. But you know what? So I went from, like, the total opposite, like, chubby, nerdy geek right. hanging out with funny people yeah. to all of a sudden I'm pretty. How is that going to change? You know what, though? Yeah? There's a thing. Okay, because I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I was not cute for a very long time, but it forced me to have a personality. Yes. Oh, definitely. You know? Absolutely. I wouldn't be this yeah, definitely. You would be pretty vapid if people your entire life were telling were validating you because of your looks. Yes. Cuz because there was a time you weren't, you I, had to. I love that word. I'm glad you use that word vapid. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, um, it's a thing people did. are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yes and no. Um with my parents being who they are, I don't think so. What do you mean? Uh, like the fact that I'm so obsessed with culture uh, through art, food, and drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that from my mom and she just, I mean, uh, snow days. If it was a snow day, that meant mom was probably taking us to a Japanese restaurant. We were going to the art museum. And this, you're saying this forced you to be a person. Yeah. Of interest yes. and not just vanity. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't think that would nest. Now, growing up chubby, I think made me maybe funnier. Yep. You got to have something. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Right. No one's going to pay attention <laughs> yeah. if you can't crack a joke. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was chubby too. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me funny. Yeah. But I think I, I would have been interested in culture and history. Yeah. Regardless. Okay. So yeah. here's another story. Like, Revenant just came out with... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Leonardo. Leonardo. Yeah. That was a bedtime story for me. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So, Mom read a book called The Frontiersman. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a book of, like, uh, um, 
I don't know, all the original frontiersmen and their struggles when they were first like living into America and we were first being colonized and mm-hmm. um, kind of that sort of history. So that mom was reading that book and then she would just like tell us that is almost like a bedtime story growing up. Right. So, so you were, okay. So maybe you would have still been, yeah, you still would have been a multifaceted person. Mm-hmm. It just probably wouldn't be funny. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Not as funny, I guess. There, yeah, that is, you know what? I'm, you're probably saying boat, but I'm pretty grateful that I was ugly for so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, there were, yeah, that, I remember, I think it was when I was in eighth grade, was the time where, you know, I'm becoming a boy. I'm looking at girls. Girls are having boobs. No one gave me the time of day. So, because I was pretty ugly in a couple different levels. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did. I was able to develop a reason that someone should give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it made me who I am. Because I like me. Like, there's definitely a, a reason that stereotype in a lot of, like, I don't know, movies, the chubby person is a funny one. Yeah. That there's a reason that a stereotype exists. Yep. It's because they are. Yep. Like, they almost, I don't want to say exclusively, exclusively the chubbier, the funnier, but. Right. Yeah. It's. You have to be funny. You got to. Or super smart. Super, you got to be interesting. The worst thing you can be in this life is boring. I hate it, boring people. Uh, yeah. Re- and I, I don't like to say I hate any groups of people, but honestly, if someone is very, very boring, I I can't necessarily talk to them. It's hard. Oh, it, I know. It's hard. It's hard to talk to a boring person. It's It goes back to have an interest. Yeah. Have a passion. Have a passion. Give a shit. Give a shit. Yeah. Do something. Do something. So, I hate video games. Okay. I hate, I hate video games. So... I do too. I... I... Just got back from Nashville, uh-huh. and the boyfriend's roommate. Oh, this is kind of mean, but he was on the couch playing video games the entire three days. Yeah, and so like he was asking us what we were doing, and I was telling him like, oh, we went out to this re- restaurant. Like I'm friends with the GM, and um, we went to this bar he with this comic, and then I went to uh, Nashville MMA because I know one of the fighters there, and he's just like, oh my god. You're networked out, which is a something that it only took me this year to realize. Like I have a large network, yeah, and I just I make friends. Yeah, I always thought it was just friends, and then it's like, oh yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm just like, dude, get off the couch, stop playing video games. Oh, was he envious? Kinda, yeah. Okay. And it's and I'm just like, there's life to live outside. I just don't understand of. That ideal, like the whole Sims thing. Remember when that was big? Yeah. When we were kids. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to pretend to have a life when you could actually have a life? Because you can manicure your life way more than you can in reality. Uh, Or you can just try. I don't know. But that's scary to a lot of people. No, it's not. That's why people play it. It's so much more scary to me of the life you could have lived. And it just, life goes by way too quickly. And to think, like, oh, I could have lived that life, but instead I stayed inside and, and played video games. And I think so. I know, too. That, to I me, I think is they really have that scary. fear, too. A lot of them just like video games. 
But what I think that is, is there's a level of control you can have inside an Xbox, playing an Xbox. You go, you collect the diamond rings or whatever the hell is in video games versus in the real world there, you're very out of control of actually accomplishing things and reaching your goals versus in a video game, you can get to level 600 if you just follow the rules. I don't know. I've accomplished so a lot of goals that I never thought I would. Yeah. Never thought I would. And it's just because I kept trying. Just don't stop. I know. You know? I know, but just I'm saying, stop. yeah, there you go. And then the video games are just that distraction away from away from that, I think. I think so too. Yeah. But forgive other people for not being as brave as you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not as brave as you, so they fall into this trap where they think, I can control this, I can be successful here, and it's easy. Everything's within my own control. But, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, but that's, it's fear. Yeah. Um, but again, some people I wish are just people happy. would just stop living in fear. It's changed my life so much in the past year. Yeah. I try to stop living in fear and it's it's so many opportunities and you just do them just take it just don't live in fear what's the worst that could happen right you know like um you know the boxing match Mm -hmm. people like oh i can't believe you're doing this i can't believe it i can't believe it it's like it's six minutes of my life what's the worst that could happen what are people afraid of what are you afraid of i don't know i mean maybe in the same with stand-up you know, what's the worst that could happen? You bomb? Yeah. I will say this. You know what? Because people say this all the time. People say, what's the worst that could happen? There are very bad things that could happen. There are, I mean, yes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, there are bad things. Even with stand-up. Because people say, you bomb, you get off stage. It doesn't matter. It's all in the past. But I'm, I've been there. I had a friend when I first did comedy. This was years before I actually really gave it a go. I did it in front of my best friend. No, you would never do that. I didn't know what I was doing. You, okay. Okay. It was the second time and I was supposed to bring someone and you think you're going to do very well. No. You're so delusional. Yeah. And I failed pretty hard, but, and I know that, I don't know. I know my friend, that'll always be there. He'll have seen that failure and it's very embarrassing and part of me kind of regrets it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. there, I'm, I'm saying people like down, what's the worst that could happen? Very bad things could happen. Very embarrassing but things. But in retrospect, <laughs> you right. bombed in front of what? 15 people? Yeah, probably something. Sure. Ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was probably 20. Okay. And it's, well, still. It's. If they went walking down the street, they wouldn't know who you are to this oh, extent. No, you know what I mean? No you didn't way. bomb so bad that, that, that yeah, they. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't remember that. You do, because it happened to you. Yeah. But in... Sometimes in I remember, scheme. though, other people failing so much. <laughs> and everyone says, who cares? They're not going to remember. But I know I remember other people embarrassing do you themselves. Do you, like, do you remember who they sure. are? Sure. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm were saying, you friends with them? Did you know them prior um, to them bombing? I'm generalizing right now. Oh, okay. But... 
I'm going to tell you, I can't think of anything in particular, but there are things that will always stick with me about certain people about an embarrassing moment that they had. And I know that they think, man, I hope that dude doesn't remember that. You know? Yeah. So I'm saying there is a standpoint of like, what's the worst that could happen? Some really embarrassing stuff happens, but I think you're kind of making me realize but that be, maybe it doesn't even, even if it is embarrassing, embarrassment, embarrassment's the worst that could happen? Embarrassment? Yeah. Really? Like, fuck it. Yeah. Embarrassment? It's just other people's perception of you. Yeah. You should just learn not and to care. And it's so short term. Yeah. 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 That's not, you know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. I know. I guess I'm... Like, I lost. I lost my first match. Yeah. In some people's eyes, like, that's a huge embarrassment, you know, especially because it happened in front of thousands of people. Good point. You're right. That was, that, to me, it, it, you know, I saw her face. I just, I'll never forget when they announced Mm -hmm. she won because... I don't think that I'm being arrogant when I say it's not what anyone really expected. They were expecting you to win. Yes, because I was, um, I went into it going, I did it because I knew I was already in good shape, which is funny because I'm in good shape now. Yeah. So I could work in a brewery. Yeah. (laughs) So I could lift kegs and not have to ask for help. Right. And so, um, basically, a head brewer told me, like, dude, you got to be able to do this. I can't be helping you out all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, lifting a keg, that thing weighs 50 pounds more than me. And he wasn't the largest guy. And he's like, yeah, me too. Just clicked. I got to be able to be a person, not a girl. I got to be able, yeah, I got to be able to to do this on my own. I don't want I, I don't want to ask for help all the time, you know? Ever since that that's when I started lifting that that day. That is okay. Back to feminism, whatever yes. that word means. Yes. I think that's really awesome because um being inspired enough by that dude. And good for that dude to just tell you like, look, yeah, good for you're him. not a girl here. He's a cool guy. Yeah. You're just you're you have the same job as me. Yeah. You gotta do the same stuff. Yes. That's and because I think sometimes I worked at a I was a lifeguard. Okay. Similar uh circumstance. But I told my boss because I was the head lifeguard and there had been a girl that had been working there for years and we would do drills and stuff and she could not save someone. We do simulated drownings. You got to bring people over. She struggled. It was, I remember it was my brother. He was in the water and she struggled to bring him over to the, uh, to the pier. Mm-hmm. The guy would have died. Yes. Had it not been my brother simulating it. not safe. It's not safe. It's irresponsible. It is and irresponsible. I don't give a shit if you're a woman or you're a man. If you can't carry a guy to the pier, you can't do this job because the person's going to die. You're mm-hmm. just a person sitting on a chair. Mm-hmm. And when I was the boss, I told my manager, I said, um, I don't know, you probably nothing you can do now, but I'm telling you now, I don't feel comfortable with these two people being on my staff because I don't believe they can do the capabilities. And their argument was, well, we're girls, the guys will do it. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't like that answer. So that's why... Um 
Man, we could take this conversation so many different directions right Just now. Whatever you want to go naturally. Um, so the okay, so the maybe the reason I originally didn't consider myself a feminist was because I watched a documentary mm-hmm. once on feminism when I was small. Yeah. Granted, one thing should not alter your uh, perception. Yeah, sometimes it does. You know what I mean? But sometimes it does. And uh, it was this female talking about how more female firefighters. And then this definitely plays Mm -hmm. a huge factor in what happens later in my life. Because this ended up having a giant impact on me. Yeah. Um, A firefighter. And she's like, I'd rather a woman do it. I'd rather a woman do it. Even if she had to drag me down the stairs, I'd rather a woman do it. And I just remember thinking, but that's, I don't, it shouldn't be a matter of gender. I don't yeah. want it to be a matter of gender. I mm-hmm. want it to be a matter of this person is capable of doing their job of saving lives. Yeah. And so that's why I completely agree with you. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't, I don't like maybe that maybe gender is brought up so much. Um, like I get asked about um, being in so many male dominated um, I don't know, yeah. activities. Groups. Groups. Yeah, communities. And and I just, it's like, oh God, I hate this question. I, why does this yes. ha- always, always have to come up? I hate this question. Why does it, why does it even need to be talked about? Why can't I just yeah. be a person? Why does it have to be the fact that I'm a girl? I, I'd rather just be the fact that I'm here. Um, I don't know. I just don't like that question. I don't want it to be looked at as something even even different. If I act differently, maybe, mm-hmm. or if I, uh, I could see that, but I don't feel that I do. Maybe I don't know. It's the uh, it's the label. It's the, I don't like that label. You know, it's I just don't. What's your yeah? It's that because it, when someone labels you, it's them naturally saying this is you. I'm gonna treat you like, like I treat such. the rest of the labels. Yes. And, that's, and so that's why yeah. I didn't necessarily, uh, and I still don't necessarily, uh, go out and say, "Oh, I'm a feminist." Yeah. Do uh, am I in the feminist feminist in the sense of do I believe in equality? Absolutely. Right. I believe in equality for everyone. Yep. Uh, age, race, gender, you name it. Yep. Uh, sexual preference, equality, everyone. Duh. I yep. mean, it just seemed like common sense. Honestly, it's, yeah. it really should just be common sense. I think it's condescending also when people it, assume yeah. you're not. It is condescending. Well, I can. Like if someone says they're a feminist and they believe in equality, it's like, I'm a feminist. I believe in equality. I'm like, who Dude, doesn't? Who? What? You're not a. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. like. You're no. Believing in equality is not something special. That means you're you're just a good-natured human, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're not scum. Or you're not evil. Yeah, you're not evil. Even the fact that they bring it up, you're projecting onto me that I'm not. Exactly. I'm like, dude, get beat it. <laughs> Kick rocks. Yeah. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. It's just them saying, hey, I think I'm better than you. Yeah, it is. And here's why. It is. Yeah. It is. Where I think we should all just... We're all feminists. We all believe in equality. Of course. You know? Yeah. I don't feel the need to preach it. I, yeah. That's the difference. I don't feel... And I don't like people who preach anything. Yeah. Who are you preaching to? Yeah. Just live your life. You just live your life, man. Yeah. And, yeah, because I think... 
the one thing I think super I hate hearing is uh, women can do anything. It's it's like anyone can do anything. Women do everything. <laughs> they do like like politics, movies, writing jobs, anything. Like what business? It's like everywhere. Marissa Myers, Hillary Clinton, Tina Fey. It's just like yeah, dude. Why are you saying that? They're doing everything. Yes. They're doing the best stuff. But um, there also is, um, there are male prejudices, I guess. You're right. Um, But when you tell me, it's you saying you're one of the men. Well, here, uh, for example, uh, the brewery just got two bad reviews. um, And they are chauvinistic. Okay. The reviews are. And um, one of them even used the C word. Okay. And and it's like, this shouldn't even be happening in this day and age. Another one was actually towards me. Yeah. And it went, um, this, I apparently I helped someone else at the bar when this person had been waiting longer. Oh, yeah, you're telling me about this. Yes. And this person felt he was so angry that this other person got a beer before he did which also it's like what the fuck sort of lifestyle are we living where Mm -hmm. this one person got a beer before you and you just decide to rant an entire review um and basically went after the fact that i was a woman hardcore um brought my looks into it Mm -hmm. used the word bimbo yeah. Uh, brought my intelligence down. He just went for everything that he could. And it's, just, you know, that definitely, I didn't, I wasn't even aware that that sort of thought process still existed today. Yeah. And that really opened my mind up to, wow, we have a long way to go. Because this person, not only did he say it, but he did it publicly. And if you think it's okay to publicly do that without some, like he deserves a, you know, like a, um, I don't want to say a, a tongue lashing, but yeah, definitely if he did it in public, he knows, I feel like a lot of people would have called him out. But because he's behind a computer screen, you have those, um, um, what are they called? Laptop warriors or whatever. The, whatever it is, yeah. yeah. The anonymity of the internet, and you can hide behind it. Yeah. And say whatever. And I was just, I was blown away that that thought process still definitely does exist today. Um, I think okay, I do think that is existing today, and I think it's very prevalent. It is. It's very prevalent, but I think what it comes down to for you is for you to say. Like, obviously, that sucks. That's super hurtful. Because that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. He was like, you made me feel bad. He probably projected something onto you where he, he did. thought... He, it was his own insecurities. That yeah. He obviously has some some anger issues. I mean, yeah. for just for someone getting a beer before you. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's a... That's definitely some insight to this person has yeah. some internal... A woman, a woman hurt him on. for sure. Yeah, a woman betrayed him, and now he puts that on. I mean, this is—I'm not going to say this is definitely the case, but like, mm-hmm. it's got to be. Yeah, but it's up to you to say, you know what, this guy—you know—he was bad. This is his. This is him. This is an individual. 
Mm-hmm. This oh isn't yeah, he men. absolutely is. No, no, I would never generalize like that. I just I don't like generalization. Why would I do that to someone else? You know. That's, so I don't. Yeah. But the fact that it doesn't exist, you know, and I'm I'm not going to go on and say like it, it doesn't exist because it does. Yeah, sure does. Yeah. There's um, yeah, there's evil and hate inside of every gender, every mm-hmm. race. Um, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know. So, and it, you know, and obviously even me too. Like, I'm, I do that. I generalize. Maybe I meet you and maybe I think, oh, you, you think you're better than me. I just look at you and I think that naturally. But I, you know. And it's my job, though, to yeah. be like, hey, chill out, dude. Just because she maybe looks like someone that has hurt you in the past means doesn't mean shit doesn't mean anything yeah and i think that's when people get lost in their own head and you know like you're saying they just project that yeah unhappiness really yeah you received some anger and resentment that was intended for someone else yeah yeah and and you know with the other one using the c word towards another employee like that yeah i hate that i hate that so much and and, and, to even publicly like i would never post something that negative ever Mm -hmm. or use you know what i mean i I don't know i know that somewhere there would be backlash probably you know what i mean and that's why i wouldn't use it to even begin with obviously you don't do it because it's just not right right but also that rationality like oh this is well his name's not on the yelp review i don't know maybe honestly i don't know yeah maybe yeah but but i don't know but going back to the whole um firewoman thing yeah that ends up coming to play in my life Mm -hmm. because uh i was at the gym because uh i go very very regularly uh i I lift on top of everything else um so i'm at the gym and in the crossfitting section is a female firefighter decked out full uniform Mm -hmm. mask uh tank everything and the reason that there aren't a lot of female firefighters is because it's very physically demanding. Mm-hmm. There are weight limits. You have to be able to lift X amount of weight, um, you know, to carry a, a, a human out of a burning building. You know, right. I, I weigh a buck 18. Mm-hmm. I couldn't carry a, a 200 pound man yeah. down a burning building. Um, and that's just. That's just biology, you right. know, and and I can't I can't change that. I can lift as much as I want, and I can try. And so, anyway, so here's this woman working out in the CrossFitting section, and she is working out in uniform and all her gear, just so she can be a step closer to being as good as the guys that were born with that physical right. capacity already. The advantage of. Of like just being, uh, just having that size. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was very, very inspiring to me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, working in a male dominated industry and having to, to overcome a lot of different um, adverse adversaries, I guess, yeah. uh, working out and, and doing a lot. Yeah, you got some uh, catching up to do. Yeah. yeah. And she recognized that and took it upon herself. Mm hmm to you know work out and and do all this and so it's just so inspiring and you know i do this shit just so i can lift a keg and she's doing it so she can save a life that was so powerful yeah 
It really was. And so that's then in there. I wanted to work on a project celebrating just strong women of the city. Yeah. And so um, I decided I was, I had to do it through my job. I'm, I'm there too much to do this in any sort of other passion. Right. Had to be through my job. So I decided to launch uh, my first beer on National Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, host a giant fundraiser at the brewery. Donate a portion of sales to Women Helping Women. Um, and I mean, everything uh, from the event to outside events to the label to the beer, like I had a, uh, was mine, essentially. Yeah. So, and my, well, not just mine. I don't want to say that. It wasn't mine. It was mine up in the sense of it was my brainchild, but it was, everyone had a part in it. Yeah. Um, so, like, the logo, I knew right then and there I wanted a female lead tattoo artist mm-hmm. to help me with the logo. Yeah. Was it something that I could have done myself? Yeah. Would it have been as cool? No. Would I have been uplifting uplifting towards someone else and their job and their career? No. Yeah. So I wanted to showcase what the city really has to offer and like just the really cool chicks that are here making the city what it is. So Jacqueline Hastings of White Whale created the logo with me. Mm-hmm. She did a fantastic job. What, how I first got to know them is I read an article on uh, they got back from Guatemala. They did a flash tattoo fundraiser. They actually they did it last night as well. Wow. This is their second annual one. Um, they did a tattoo fundraiser where the entire profit of the whole day goes to uh, their project of going to Guatemala and doing tattoo cover-ups on ex-gang members. Oh, really? It's fascinating. That's cool. Really cool. Really cool. And they're gaining so much traction that yesterday they said they had 60 people wrapped around the lo- or in line wrapped around the building before they even opened. Oh, wow. For this fundraiser. So, I mean, they're getting a cool, ca- cool tattoo, has a story behind it, and there's meaning. Something everyone loves. Yeah. Something powerful. Something that will make a difference. You know? Yeah. I think that's uh I think that's awesome. And I do I think it's really cool of you to invite someone like that to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, you know. Yeah. I wanted to also showcase, you know, just by me telling my story, I'm now showcasing their story. Yeah. I think you need to showcase stories of women that really kick ass and have an interest and are damn good at what they do. What they do. And that's what that's kind of what the goal was, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So um, she created the logo and it, you know, showcased her art. And, and like I said, she just did an awesome job, blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um, and incorporated everything that I wanted. Um, the strong female Rosie, the the Riveter mm-hmm. with the city behind it, the city of Cincinnati, the Roebling Bridge, which is a big one for me. Um, it's just really, really, really awesome. Powerful logo, uh, just like the project itself. Yeah. Um, so then created the beer, which was uh, Rose Hip Hibiscus Saison. And uh, I knew I wanted to use rose roses in general um, because the color it gives, 
my mother's name is Rose. Like, there's just so many factors and mm. so many different uh, background stories to this as well. Um, you know, this is for my mom um, and how she's influenced me. Um, the, the, the color, the aroma, how I wanted it to taste in the beer. Um, using Rosie the Riveter uh, as kind of like the, uh, she you know, she just embodies strong women. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to incorporate all that. So we had a giant fundraiser where we had coconut milk, um, which has a, a lead singer who is also female. The rest of, uh, you know, the, the bandmates are male. So it was like she was very, very powerful and had a very powerful pre- presence yeah. uh, that I wanted to incorporate. Um, and then whatever bo- bottle shop or bar brought, bought on the beer they also had to donate to a different charity. Mm-hmm. So it just like created a domino effect of different charities and surrounding the beer and the project itself. Yeah. And um, different women of the bar and beverage industry helped out as well uh, with the event, um, with their own personal events, like the Overlook Lodge. Um, they did an awesome, awesome event where they donated to Girls with the, per- Girls with the Pearls charity. Mm-hmm. Which is basically giving um, young women who grow up uh, in a household where they have to be the mom, basically. Because yeah. either their mother isn't present physically, or maybe she's on drugs or alcohol. Um, so these young women have to play the mom, play you know, fill that role. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gives them a day to chill out. And be kids. Right. And and do uh, young girl things and enjoy themselves and, and just not have to worry about home responsibilities for a day. Yeah. So that's a really powerful and that definitely speaks speaks to me as well. So that was an awesome event that they did and it just w- it went over perfectly. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Everyone's involvement and all the traction in the city that it got and recognition and uh, different women like Erin Fox, who is the GM of the Overlook Lodge, like she is fantastic, um, and so many other people got behind it. Um, Skinny Piggy Kombucha, they're a kombucha company here in Cincy. Uh, husband and wife, and the wife fell in love with it. Somehow she heard about the project, fell in love with it, mm-hmm. and they based a uh, kombucha. We got together and and we did a kombucha together based off the beer, and we used the similar logo and everything. And um, they said like that was like their their number one selling kombucha or something like that mm-hmm. ever, and it, and sold out uh, within a couple of days, yeah. which is really really cool. So they got behind it as well. So many people got behind this project, and it wouldn't it wouldn't have been anything without the strong women of the city to to help out with it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's um, I think it's super important that we encourage women to uplift have, each other yeah and pursue cool things and remind women that you can do you you can be awesome because look at these women that crush it because mm-hmm. i think maybe i'm wrong here but i think sometimes that message in society it's just tell girls like be pretty yeah be a pretty girl that's what's yeah I think right now uh, we're seeing 
I know Allure magazine is doing a fantastic job of promoting um, women from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, we're slowly changing that for sure. Yeah. All right. Plug your stuff. It is so hot in here. Plug my stuff. What? What do you got the plug? Oh. Are you uh, not familiar with that? Did you not know Uh, what the hell I was talking about? (laughs) Promote things that you'd like to promote. Um, I mean, I feel like I I did a good job throughout. You really did. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, the boxing match is coming up July 8th. Cool. Um, Where that? 50 West Brewing. What time? Um, all, it's an all-day event. Okay. What city? Cincy. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so we have our uh, a meeting about it Thursday, but I don't know all the logistics, but it's July 8th. Cool. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. It's a big one I got coming up. Um, hosting a few really good comedy shows coming up as well. Um, the end of June... We'll have a really cool show, uh, Bombs Away Comedy at the brewery. Um, what else do I got going on? Those are the two big ones. Uh, Blind Ink Tattoo Reality TV Show. Keep on the look for that. Oh, yeah. Don't have a date for that yet. Okay. Um, the the third episode was just filmed. Ironically enough, it's this chick that I hired to play music at the brewery. Oh, cool. Turns out she's the third episode. Didn't even know that. Didn't even, like... She just posted a picture like, oh, yeah, it's on this tattoo show. I want to do an episode. It would be cool. I have tattoos. Do it. Hook me up. You don't even have to have tattoos to begin with. No. It's a weird show. You just, I don't know. That's cool. All right. Um, So, yeah, those are the big ones for sure. Sweet. Um, We do can releases at the brewery where we name them after uh, hip hop artists, East Coast style uh, hip hop artists. And they're all East Coast IPAs. So that's the first um, Saturday of every month. And that's really, really cool. The can releases are a lot of fun. People tailgate while they're in line. Yeah, those are cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Those are the big ones I got going on right now. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Karina. It's been awesome. My buddy fights for, um, and then the, the UFC, actually, it's a Cincy, Cincy fight uh, this Saturday. That'll be a, a lot of fun. Cool. So, UFC fight, Cincinnati. Where's um, it? May 27th. Is that Saturday? I have yes, no idea. May 27th. All right. Yeah, you do the math. Yes. May yeah. 27th, uh, UFC uh, fight in Cincinnati. So, that's a big one, too. I'll be there for that, supporting a friend of mine. Cool. Chris Curtis. Um, that's, yeah, that's a big immediate things going on. Cool. Plenty to support you with. All right. That's it. Yeah. Speak now. That's a good time. All right. Yeah, this was fun. A lot of fun. All right. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. See ya.